All right, I'm here with Sarah Bratt, um, uh, giving her an or doing an interview with her on uh, for our physics blog that will hopefully be awesome. Sarah Bratt's a very experienced runner, Ooh. many marathons and half marathons and ultra marathons, right? Um, one ultra marathon, <laughs> just one, just one, and that was an accident because I was doing a marathon. It was a trail marathon, yeah. and so it ended up being like 27 miles. So anything over 26.3, something like that, is an ultra marathon. Yeah. But yeah. lots of halves. I love halves. They're Very good. They're, I, I do like a good half, yeah. But, um, and yeah, so we're going to be talking about running, and she's also a, a PhD student in the iSchool, and uh, studying an in, invisible um, labor, right? Yes. yes. I remember. Yeah. Visible yes. labor and coming close to finishing, right? That's right. I only have a year and a half Woo. to go. There's going to be the proposals next, and then I will defend my dissertation hopefully in fall of 2021. That is my so goal. exciting. Okay, so if we could start, um, so like what originally got you into running? What kind of sparked? Well, I would say that I run from high school, never seriously, just kind of a, a way to unwind and also a way to, I don't know, just kind of a casual turkey trot. My family was very into that. So I never really did longer distances until I was in my master's program. Um, and for our listeners, I'll just throw it out there, it's library and information science. So... Um, not, not exactly a physics domain, but there's certainly uh, <laughs> maybe some weird connections. Um, so yeah, so I started running um, then, and what really got me into it was um, kind of a need to have a separation between head work and getting back into my body. You know, there was, there was nothing that I really experimented with in terms of just kind of re relaxing and and releasing that was so freeing as running. But also, I had a friend who was a fanatic. Like, she loved running long distances. Um, she and I would go out in the winter when you could see your breath in Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like not good for your lungs. But together we did, we trained up to seven miles mm -hmm. and then we decided to do our first half marathon. And nice. It was very flat. It was the ARC Marathon, which is um, held right here in Syracuse. And we ate lots of bananas at the end. Um, good potassium. And from there, just kept increasing our mileage until uh, uh, we both started to do marathons. So Nice, nice. And that was, was the first marathon, in, uh, or half marathon, in the winter? Or was it in the summer? Or? It was actually a fall marathon. Oh, okay. Um, which is a, 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 a time where there's a lot scheduled. So there's like the ARC Marathon. Um, New York is really famous for its Empire State Marathon because mm. the Boston qualifier. So. That's important. That's very important. If you're running 630s for a marathon, which Vito did. It was a fluke. <laughs> then my legs gave out. <laughs> and then it's like, stop working. There's like one sign of hope and then... No, dude. <laughs> that, <laughs> no. well, that is one thing I would advise. 
even if you're really enthusiastic, like even if you're like, I love running long distances, you should probably like taper, just taper your way in. Yeah. You know, do like an eighter, do like a a niner, mm-hmm. come off, just come off. Yeah, yeah, that's it's very good advice that I should have followed. <laughs> I tapered a little bit and then I got anxious. I got it. I needed to do it. And then I did it. <laughs> How good did it feel afterward? Like, immediately afterward was great. Like, when I was still on that uh, adrenaline, I was like, yes, yes, I can move forward. I could like, push forward. Like, this is basically a half marathon. And then, yes. no. <laughs> no. That one extra mile, you could have just walked around and... <laughs> I could have. <laughs> you could have. Oh, man. But, yeah, there's... Um, yeah, you definitely gotta gotta work into it. It's good to have a running buddy, and if you're thinking of like starting, I don't know if you if you experienced this, but um, I was reading Peter Sagel's book of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. He's he's an uh, he's a marathoner, uh, and he like assists um, those who are blind or disabled with running like marathons. I'll just help him along, and. Um, he had digestive issues that were really preventing him from doing anything more than like a two mile loop. What? Wow. So, for any beginners, I would say like, have grace with yourself, of course, for any distance that you aim to, to, to try. Yeah. Then also expect that your body's gonna adjust. Yeah. Like, your whole gastrointestinal system is figuring out how to deal with so much heat mm-hmm. and pressure and uh, metamorphosis. Yes. So. Yeah, I, I have to admit, like, a lot, like, when I was in high school, they would have us do this, or, no, it was uh, middle school, they would have us do this mile, <laughs> just to test us at the end. I would never finish it. Really? Yeah, because of, like, the asthma. I just, oh, like, right. couldn't finish it. And I always had to step out, and they are like, okay. And then, but, yeah. And then, like, over time, like, I just got more, like, athletic and stuff like that, worked out more, and then it's, like... It's like it becomes like an excuse if you if you let it be, so you, you could work through it, you know. Because like my asthma is almost like crippling that I couldn't like do a mile. Oh my gosh! And then yes. it's like, yeah, like now I it's like a little bit hard to breathe. Like I, it's a little uncomfortable sometimes, but you could push through it, you know. Just like I push through <laughs> the pain. <laughs> but you shouldn't push through the pain. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, I was definitely feeling a coat like a COVID body afterward just like just being sedentary you know it's the worst yeah not a fun feeling so So what do you um what do you like most about it about running oh man um i think there's two aspects that i really like um one is the social aspect running with other people Mm -hmm. the culture is really incredible um, Syracuse actually has so many clubs per capita, um, and if anyone's on Strava, which is this app that allows you to geographically track pretty accurately where you've gone and, um, and your distance, this kind of thing, um, you can also find groups and stuff on there, so like the community is there, and my favorite, like, social running group is the Kitty Hoynes Club, and <laughs> they start at Kitty Hoynes. <laughs> and William Hoyne, who's like the owner there, he usually has like a whiskey tasting afterward and like a pasta bowl and yes, and ice water. And he stands out like in the course, will like do the creek walk. And he has like a Gatorade thing. So you're like, puff, 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 puff. And then 
you know, you, it's like a four mile. There's a there's a there's a three mile, a six mile, and an eight mile. Why have you not told me about this? I'm sorry. Oh my god! And whiskey. <laughs> was not every whiskey. Time. <laughs> Wait, what? Not every time, but like quite frequently. But there's a chance. I <laughs> Irish. What did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> so much. And Guinness is wonderful because runners need B12, and it has B12 in it. <laughs> So you need to stack up on your Guinness. It's low calorie. There's trials. Some people think it just amplifies the runner's high, and so like that fusion, that confusion of adrenaline and alcohol just gives you a little woo Yeah, that runner's high is like a weird miracle of, of nature or something. <laughs> it's like hard to explain, and it's like, but when you get to it, you're just like... I'm just going. I'm just, I don't feel any pain anymore. Don't feel, you know, which is a good or bad thing. <laughs> so, do you, do you, are you like in pain when you're in the runner's high? Like, is it difficult still? Do you know what I mean? Like, what is your runner's high? Uh, if there is any pain, it's probably very minor. Because that runner's high is probably very closely linked to like some adrenaline that's pumping, that's going, you're, you know, the, the, bottom of my feet is st- are, are starting to get numb yeah. um what? you know it's great no they're taking a pounding but they're uh it's like a massage nice massage yeah somewhat kind of i want my refund <laughs> this is like, not what they promised this is not what they promised <laughs> i think it's like a massage you can like kind of feel like the different parts of you okay yeah i'm alone on this i think feels like a massage yeah it's like a massage. <laughs> Go for a run. It's the exactly. Same. Yeah, but it, it definitely kind of puts me in a zone where I'm like, I can go this further, this much further. I could go this much further. I could, you know, it's not that mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. uh, numbs the psychology of yeah. of going like way too like like really far and stuff. I don't know. Just any impulse that you had not to go running at all because you were too tired. Sometimes that's true. I shouldn't air. I just air quotes that. Sometimes you shouldn't like go too far. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you'll feel it out as you as you go. Obviously, yeah, yeah. The next yeah. day. Um. The next day, <laughs> when it's too late. <laughs> it lasts. It's a decay rate of like. 0.2 percent. So you gotta really ride it, ride it out. Um. Enjoy it where it lasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other aspect that I that I really like about it is is the is the site the psychological effects. You know, if if it's just a solo run, you know, because I love to go on meditative runs just alone. You know, um, and so like, oh, I went on a run today and I felt super tired. I was working on I'm coding transcripts. So like in social science, what often happens is we interview people and then you have to sit down with a two hour long transcript. And go through it and be like, what are the data practices? How are they invisible? How are they valued? Why are they this way? So it takes like every five minutes, I calculated it, it's like every five minutes of text on my transcript is 25 minutes of me working. It's so long, Gio. That's like exponential, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... When are you going to finish this PhD, Sarah? Oh, stab, stab, stab. <laughs> I get better at it. So what happens is I just go, like, I went on a run today. It was only a five-mile run. 
but like I was sweating and I got back and I was like in the zone and I have like a touch of ADD I'm starting to realize and I was doing some research about how running and like ADD are like symbiotic sympathicos okay it actually like it's a so ADD is a lack of serotonin and dopamine and like other of those like important happy juices and so <laughs> I'm not a physicist Happy juices. Just happy juices. I'm so happy. Deny it. There's so many happy juices when you're running. Just so many. <laughs> so, so yeah. So then it helps you concentrate because all your, your serotonin and whatnot is flooded all through your brain. Mm-hmm. So you're like a happy camper. Plus you can focus better. Um, I'll That's send you an article. Point. We can link to it in like the doobly doo. Um, and then uh, there's some cool, some early research on like the link between like attention deficit kind of stuff yeah. and, and running. So it's a really interesting That's way really to... That's really cool. And that makes a lot of sense, too. Do you feel like I'm in, like, the zone? Something happens. Like, I don't think I've... I, like, maybe I have mild ADHD or someone. Like, sometimes I get distracted, but, like, that really makes me, like... After running. It's like, I'm... F- I'm well, I'm super tired. <laughs> but at least I'm focused on being on. <laughs> correct, correct. Yes, you can remedy that. Well, red bull to the face, you're fine. <laughs> yes. No, it's interesting. So, 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 yeah. So I find it helps me focus. It's it is really symbiotic with with like studying and reading. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. Really helps. Yeah. So what um, what strategies do you? And this will probably help me out a lot too, like a lot. And you'll realize it's once selfish, I ask. Selfish, you know? It's very selfish. <laughs> But also, I think the world needs to know. Um, what do you do to, um, what are some strategies that you use to uh, prevent injuries? Because you know? I know you're like, just like a rock. Like, I am. Like, you never get injured. Like. Knock on all the wood. Yes. Actually, it's true. I will say, have I never gotten injured? I did get stabbed with a tree branch. But look how fast <laughs> it heals. <laughs> and I did chafe a little bit. You see that? Shapery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just, just. Okay, yeah. I just there it is, chafing, on the upper pectoral for our listeners. Um, sorry. <laughs> Leave it at that, right? <laughs> it's a mess. Actually, I, so there's many kinds of injuries. I know the ones that you're referring to, but um, so some of the some so there's an there's injuries in the sense of like you've got like your you know chafing which can be an absolute, uh, it can be, it can be very debilitating, um, if you want to go for, if you want to, for example, have a continuity with your running, and you want to do it on a regular basis, such that it does make, you know, gives you some sustenance when you're, you know, you can say, I'm going to go for a run four times a week. Yeah. This kind of thing. So, I use, like, glide and whatnot to, to prevent from chafing, if that's a thing, it's really a thing, um, and for injury, such as, like, impact injuries, which is, like, a common thing that most runners suffer from, um, obviously everyone's body is different, and there are some body types that are actually, um, you, know, you can double-check me on this, but are a little bit more suited to running. Um, you know, there's some, I think there was one study about just, like, bone density around the knee area and being able to build a little bit more muscle around your knees that does prevent injuries, um, especially these impacts sorts of injuries that can be really common, especially in longer runs. So 
building up muscle is in doing some cross training, whether that's like yoga, like I know you do, but also building up muscle around the areas that can like give you some problems. That said, the reason why I don't get injuries, this is just totally my own theory, is that I am attuned to my body when I run. Mm-hmm. And uh, my number one priority is to like, first of all, not get hit by a car and die. Like good, it's good life skills right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a goal. Thank you. I gotta. <laughs> it's good. I gotta defend my dissertation, man. Right. <laughs> You gotta be there in person. I I don't think they do honorary. <laughs> if the person has passed, like I think it's done. Like, Coming to us from the other side, Sarah, doctor. I don't know. Um, yes. So for example, there's been twinges. I'll call them, and most of the twinges. So like I've had shin splints, like the feeling of maybe shin splints, and the feeling of some like pain around my knees. Yep. Um, yep. And a lot of that is, like, impact. I'm just trying to remember what else. Mostly it's just been some ankle, some ankle. Um, and so some of that is being attuned to it in, that, in the sense that you feel it, but then you don't have to stop running. You can just kind of adjust your stride. You can, you can be on more on your toes. You can kind of land more on your forefoot. Um, you can even walk and kind of like press down on different parts of your feet and feel how if that affects the intensity of the pain or anything like that. Um, sometimes people are just very clenched. So how relaxed are you when you're running? Are your shoulders at your ears? You know, are you, are you, um, are you leaning? You know, are you, are, what, uh, what I had a problem with was I was far too upright. And I was using my arms a lot. Mm. Um, and I, I thought I had to have good posture and, like, have a good chest frame and, like, all this, you know, knees forward, shoulders back, you know, down. But actually, if you're doing, like, a, you know, good runner stance, you probably know this from Kelly, which, you know, in the book. Uh, ready to run? Ready to run. Um, you, you know, you should have a little bit of, like, a, a pelvic tilt, but then also keep your hands right in front of you and be a little bit chest forward, you know, and butt back, instead of like a very tall thing. Like you can do some like leaning forward and just gotcha. like play with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's that helps with like the twinges. Because hmm. I might never get shin splints, but I might have any issue. Or like you might never get, uh, what's a common runner injury? Uh, uh, IT band troubles or something. Which should happen to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Hopefully I don't um, sprain something or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's like the twingy part. Mm. Um, and one other thing that is kind of a good preventative, and it has to do with the loosey-goosey thing, is have you ever stepped wrong and, like, started to roll your ankle and, like, caught yourself? Yes. Okay. You're good at that. Like, I've tried, you know, yeah. Yes. I did go on a run, like, a couple of weeks ago where I stepped wrong. I was like, oh, shit, and then... And then your body just, like, righted itself, presumably. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm still, like, walking and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Hey, like, it's, it's doing okay, so... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think of... Because other people have issues with, like, rolled ankles and stuff. 
But, uh, yeah. And this is for road running, I guess I'm talking about. Yeah, road running, you know? yeah. But for trail running, that's, I imagine that's a much bigger issue. It's probably a different, because then you have to think about even, like, upper body. Like, what to do when you go down a hill? Like, have a larger wingspan. You know, so you have, a, like, your center of gravity is a little bit more like, blah. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and just look at the ground more. <laughs> it's a good way to prevent <laughs> Yeah, the trail one we did, I was like, and I still almost, sp- like, like, twisted my ankle, oh so. Oh, my gosh, there were so many mosquitoes. There were a lot of mosquitoes, yeah. Injury to the soul, because I betrayed you and said you would need bug spray. <laughs> Damn it, Sarah, I need bug spray. <laughs> we stopped for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> it was really quite intense, though. It was a very technical trail we went on. So. Yeah, I know. It was really, it was like jumping over some, like, those, like, big rocks that have cracks in them and stuff, right? Yes. That was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, was really it was fun, but it was also like, oh, I'm scared. One way down. <laughs> so. One way down. So what kinds of, like, what preventative measures do you take? Do you take any, or do you think about it? Or? Yeah, like, I do, like, a pretty strict, like, stretching um, regime, like, after a big run. Okay. Yeah, like, I do, like, a nice, like, 40-minute, like, stretch, like, a yoga routine. Nice, nice. And that really helps. What um, does that focus on? It focuses mainly on the legs. Legs, um, and hips. And stuff like that, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, a lot of just IT band type of stretching and stuff. It's, like, very low intensity. You're, you're not, like, doing, like, fucking down dog to like the, and then you know warrior three and then you're just oh my god um yeah so half moon to warrior three no this and, guy knows oh my god yeah so <laughs> yeah but it, it keeps it pretty low intensity so that's something that's like helped me get up to the mileage that I was able to get to in like mm. a sh- relatively oh, short nice. amount of time wow because it was like a really good recovery yeah but then I was ignoring certain signs sure. there's like si- there's things so like I learn at least and so the, <laughs> the injury I was telling you about last year where it was like between my like middle toe mm-hmm. uh, um, on my foot and uh, it was almost like it almost felt like a sprain but it was definitely like a muscle thing mm-hmm. and that like de- like 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 took mm-hmm. out the foot like at a certain point and I just mm-hmm. had trouble walking Mm-hmm. And so that was like an overuse injury and mm-hmm. tendonitis type of injury. Mm-hmm. And so I learned from that. And then so I, it's almost like I inspect my feet mm-hmm. every morning and every night and just like really f- feeling it. Yes. Just getting in there. I'm like, can, can it take this much pressure? Because it should be able to. Correct. Yes. Because if, if the other foot can, this foot can too. Take the heat. Yeah. Yes. And so that's like kind of an inspection. Um. And then what I've been learning from, like, Ready to Run, like the book you lent me, mm. is um, trying not to sit for a huge amount of times, yes. like, like spans, and trying to, like, get up and, like, do some squats or do some lunges or do, like, a couple burpees and stuff like that, just to kind of, like, Keep the blood you know, the get the blood going, yeah. Yes. Yes. And then doing, like, f- like some foam rolling more, uh, again, like, the really, like, air, like the, the mm. calves get really in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. It's just, it, it, and maybe it's, like, more extreme because, like, I've just... You probably feel great, though. I mean, it probably, like, limbers you, you know? Like, I, I do yoga. I try to do yoga, like, three times a week. Yeah. You know, there's, like, a, there's like a virtual online thing just d- during, like, the COVID period. Yeah. 
and that's been really helpful, especially for like the runner areas. Um, and something that I, I failed to mention is that yes, I have had an injury and I forgot to mention it. Oh, so I, you're not impervious? Like. I, <laughs> I am, I'm <laughs> try maybe. <laughs> So I realized, so it's my lower back. Mm. Um, I find that since I've been a runner, and like, fair warning, you know, this is like legal disclaimer, I have had issues with needing to crack it if I stand for too long. Like, if I'm at a concert, um, or if I'm, this just might be my body. Like, I've had really no knee issues, no ankle issues, no nothing. Traving, getting stabbed um, by trees. But otherwise, yeah. it's just my lower back. I, I find I have a need to do this which is just, you know, like, do some torsion on my, like, mid-whatever, and uh, and also to just crack my lower back by folding in half, and I'm sure there's a name for the yoga move. Um, like, uh, uh, almost like a, a child's pose, but... Uh, like a standing child's pose. See, yes. Yeah! That was not Sanskrit, <laughs> though I tried. <laughs> like a forward fold, but child's pose kind of... A forward fold! So there's that. I mean, there that, that is that is I think that is endemic, not endemic, but like it'll definitely come with running if you're, because you're constantly kind of like that's true. That that's true. Part. That's why I don't really want to do anything longer than a marathon on the road. I think trail running is much easier on all of your joints. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Just feels just feels a little bit like less of a constant. Yeah. Yeah. That was something I just remembered. Oh shit, that's dope. Um, Where's my champagne? Someone just cracked like a champagne bottle. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, um, and, like the sun's about to set and stuff, and it's like, yeah. Very, very romantic. Romantic. Um, yeah, that's one thing. Like when I'm doing my running, like I try to like run on the grass every so often if there's grass and stuff like this it's kind of like get the knees like ready yes. for it yeah so good yes lots of loam it's just like i i remembered like in his book he um he made it like yep yeah. so like i i was thinking this maybe a lot of people t- think of this too like you're giving us all this advice because it's not like a short book it's a, it's a nice book nice size yeah um even though the chapters are short, it's, like, a lot of information. And I'm, like, how do you, like, like, there's all these things you're giving us to, like, mm. do. Like, how do you keep on top of it? And he, mm. he basically, like, he, he in, like, in, like, one paragraph, he kind of, desc- he kind of described as, like, it's going to take a lot of effort to keep your body up to the shape it's supposed Absolutely. to be. So, he, he basically said, like, nut up or shut up. <laughs> like, it's going to be, it's going to be hard. Like, you have to, like, work. You have to work at keeping your body limber, mm. like, um, and ready to run, like, ready to go. Mm. Because we're meant to run, we're, but we're not meant to sit as much as we sit. We're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Oh. Doesn't he have, like, a, like, it's the equivalent of a workout of the day, but it's, like, a stretch of the day or something? Yeah. Like, a flexible, like, a foul <coughs> of the day, or FWD, or OD, FOD. I'm not like maybe like later in the book that I haven't got to, but he definitely has standards. Uh, he has standards of like how how if you do the stretch, how you should be able to do it and stuff. And like I can only do like a third of those stretches the way so he wants. Real. The couch stretch. So the couch stretch is where you put your 
top of your foot against your couch, you like back up into it and you're kneeling and you're supposed to get your leg all the way in like a half pretzel fold. Yeah, yeah. Right? The couch stretch. Right? Couch stretch. So oh, that. Stretch. Yes, yes. And then, whew. Yeah, he uses a, like a wall or something. Or I guess he uses a couch. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a wall that I, I, I set up for the couch stretch station. Because I have like a little yoga mat that's old and it pads my knees. <laughs> because I have knee knees. problems. <laughs> it's ancient knees. Oh, yes. God. Yes. yes. But I did hear that like with knees, like they might, you might have this like, like mentality like, oh, I don't want to overuse my knees or whatever. Huh. But I think it helps the knees. Uh. The more you work them and stuff like that, it's better for the knees. Mm. What well, is that muscle building in part? Yeah. You know? And I think they're supposed to last, like, a hundred years or whatever. Like, you're supposed to be able to use your, you know, running capabilities for sure. a long time. Yes. Like you said, we were born to run. The book that everyone should read by Christopher McDougall. Very good book about how evolutionarily we were made to run. And it comes up a lot with, like, minimalist shoes, really? barefoot running, like, uh... Like the the guy that like um, founded Zero Shoes, the, the shoe like the shoes that I'm wearing, he like has on his like about me like, oh in college I read like, uh, uh, what is it read uh, Born to Run, Born to Run, and yes. he was like inspired and he's yes. like I need to make this shoe company out of it and then he was on Shark Tank and then you know all this weird stuff yeah. There's even a, there's it's a cool even story. A, there's a I saw a documentary in Ithaca about Caballo Blanco. Who is this guy in the um, the Copper Canyon? Who was like this mysterious figure, but he was the one who, who like invented not invented, but he like was very much an influence on like these you know Nate like these shoes that are just very minimalist. They're like, um, uh, mm, yeah, he would run probably thirty miles a day in just sandals and eat pin pin quinoa, pin pin. Like the quinoa, like the the grain, or. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't quinoa. It wasn't avocados. Pinole. Pinole. Yeah. Anyway, from a little sack in his, yeah, hip. Yeah. So it's a whole cult following. It's a very well written book. He's a journalist, Christopher McDougall. Oh, that's. Yeah, cool. he's really good. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. Yes. Right. Yeah. The whole, and it's so different from anything. Jumping into running, anything from, that you're doing, in, like usually in school. It's a nice way to, like, immerse, in terms of, like, hobbies. I just cannot bring it back. The hobby thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. It's easy, it's easy to nerd out, I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so. And I, I need to read Born to Run. Like, I just feel like it's I, it's a must. Like, I gotta. So good. We have a I, book club. Yeah. Like, I'm wearing, like, minimalist shoes. I'm, like, <laughs> running more. I'm, like, I have to. Like, everyone keeps on talking about this book, so. Ooh. Vito. Yes. Sarah. <laughs> do you do you consider yourself a runner? Like a uh, like if I didn't get injured as much. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do I think when I did that really long run, like I, I, I recently you know, I told you I did that really long, like twelve mile run to your place and back and like I really enjoyed it. Until the next day. <laughs> <laughs> just take that out. We'll just we'll just we'll just edit that out. But I I really uh yeah I I I'd say I'm a runner. I, it's something that I really want to keep on doing, and I want to do for as long as I can and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. It's like a a hobby and it's something like 
once they started running these like actual official like half marathons and marathons like you know get a little competitive and then also be very kind of um they just take me away from grad school and all every, all like the problems and things I have to deal with yeah I think you, that you hit on such an important point about how satisfying you just made me realize how sad it real it feels satisfying to end a run or to set some goal that seems barely out of your reach and, and achieve it because it's so hard to do that in grad school you know at least in my doctoral program it's like what are my milestones you know you ah <laughs> oh, yeah I worked at this for eight hours and it like it's still running ah uh, and then you just take a three-mile run and be like, there's a start, there's a middle, and it sucks. I scared a guy. There's a whole story. There's a moment where I had to go in the bushes that one time. And then I was done, and I felt high, and then I felt more tired because it helped me sleep. And there's a whole there's a start, there's an end. It's a package. You feel so good about it. Definitely. Yeah, that's really, yeah, that's a really nice part of it. Yeah. Psychological aspect comes back again. That's the main reason. I know people who are competitive runners. They're happy people, but they're definitely more uptight about their diet and their distance and their PRs and their. You can just you can get too crazy with it too. I think. Yeah. So. I think I'm in like a happy place where I'm just like pushing it, just trying to like, you know. I, sometimes I push myself a little bit too hard, but I like I I do enjoy it. So yeah. If you're gonna pick, if you're gonna pick uh, 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 an indulgence for yourself, then running is like, yeah, supercharged way. Love it. Um, so I guess like I just have this like one part on this question, but like, like uh, how many marathons you, have you run, and like what's one marathon that you kind of like really like sticks in your head? So I think I will embody two people right now because. I've only run one marathon. Yes. Huh. Okay. Yes. And it was not planned. Um, and <laughs> once upon a time last summer, it was in May. Was it in May? It was in May. I think it was in May. Um, I did the, the Bear Mountain Marathon, which is a North Face funded, sort of supported challenge. Um, and it is in the Catskill Mountains. So it's beautiful. There are snakes. There are bears. Oh, what a challenge. <laughs> so many bears. There are no bears around Central New York. Um, and I'd originally signed up for the half marathon. I remember the story. Did I tell you that story? Oh my god. And my intense ultra marathoning friend, who I told you about, who's just like excellent knees and just loves to run all over. She works for Facebook now. She's in Austin. Um, she was like, oh, I'm gonna do this ultra. She was gonna do the 50 miler, 50 miles on trails. And so trails usually you can add like three minutes to your average, three or four minutes to your average miles, probably more than that. Seven minutes to your average mile time, that's what I, I was running a 16 minute mile through the trails. Um, it took five hours and 45 minutes. So not a bad, like for my first time unplanned marathon. Um, she convinced me to switch so that we could all watch Star Wars premiere um, on that Saturday night. Good reason, priorities. That was very important. <laughs> and, oh no, it was Avengers, Infinity Wars. So, you understand why we had 
Oh, absolutely. Run a marathon instead. You don't have to explain that. <laughs> so I ran it, and I just kept going, and I ate a lot of goo, which is an electrolyte supplement that comes in a little package and is full of like a perfect ratio of carbs and sugars and usually caffeine, but you can get non-caffeinated ones. Um, and I had a watermelon one, and I had a really strange Gatorade-flavored one. And I had a peanut butter one, and then I had a dark chocolate one, and I had an espresso one. And I made it, and that really, I accredit it to having one of those every three and a half to four miles. Otherwise, I would have died. 26 miles on no fuel. Nah, nah. It's a whole different ball game when you get over. That's why I'm so surprised you didn't fuel on your, on your longer run. Because, <laughs> man, whew. My first half marathon, I ran on empty. But if you start to run regularly, your body will be like, nah, son. And that's what my, mine did anyway. I got to yeah. It, it was, it was like, I was just like numb. Like, I, I didn't really think about it. Jesus, yeah. But I was well, well hydrated before. That's the thing, like. That's, like, some of my friends. Like, I don't want to... Like, one of my friends was, like... He used to run, like, um, track and field and stuff like that. And um, one of his, like... He gave me a couple pieces of advice, but one of it was, like... You know, drink water until you, like... Your piss is kind of, like, light, you know, yellow. And then, um... Try not to eat too much or something like that. Yeah, I I did a run and I had some pretzels before and it was, like, no. No, no. No man. <laughs> no bueno. Yeah. Definitely don't eat kefir. Drink kefir. I can tell you a story about oh, that. Oh, God, yeah. That's, I can imagine that's. It's a probiotic. You can imagine where that went. Real fast. <laughs> Woo! For our listeners, please. So, y- <laughs> you've done mainly like half marathons then? So I've done, yeah, mainly half marathons. I've done, oh, not more than I can count. That's not true. Um, I've done, I really love mid-distance trail runs. I've done the Finger Lakes, um, Forge the Gorge. That was a 10-miler in the gorges. Forge the Gorge. Forge the Gorge. There's pizza afterward. It was great. Everyone there's super intense. Oh, yeah. And you go up a waterfall, and you, like, go over a little cascade. It's so beautiful. It's in Ithaca. That's dope. The winner gets so much Cascadillo beer. From Ithaca Beer Company. Oh my God, yes. Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and the Arc Race, the Arc Race, which is of the by Onondaga, uh, it's along Onondaga Parkway. And that okay. is the Empire Half Marathon. And the Finger Lakes 50s, I've done two years. And I did the 16 miler. Um, and that's really nice. You like run through cow pastures, uh-huh. like open the cow gate, make sure they don't get out. Okay. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, mostly they're road races, though. I like kind of the road race zone. Okay. Trail races, road races. So, like, what, what, what draws you to, like, the road race that's, like, mid-range type of thing? Yeah. The nice thing is that as a PhD student, training for anything longer than a half marathon is tricky. So. I agree, yeah. Doing like the mountain goat is it's a ten mile, you know, lots of hills, but it's it can be like a little bit intense to really like train for a marathon. Yeah. Um, that's like part of it. What's what's uh, what's kind of your like average time? Would you say, like, or like your PR that you hit 
So or is I'm, that a trade secret now? <laughs> TM. Um, yes. No. It's varied widely. Varied widely. Whenever I'm generally running longer distances, which means like every two weeks I'll run like a 14 or 15 or like even up to 18 every two weeks. And then just in between there, run some like four or fives. That's when I'm really performing. Like I feel really good. I don't, I have, don't have injuries. I don't feel tired at work. Like that's my good, it's my good go-to. Um, then I usually will be doing like a 10 minute mile for those longer runs and like an 8.30 for the shorter ones. Okay, so keeping that pace. Not on purpose. It just kind of, like, feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you don't want to be, like, trying to, like, and then you just hit a a slump, you know? Well, like, start off really fast, you know, and then you hit the edge. Hit the wall, as they say. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, good questions, though. You know, like, if I ran, if I tried to run my fastest for, like, a beer mile, like, I ran a beer mile once, I had a very good time. I had 730s. Seven three, yeah, that's good. For a beer mile, especially. Hell yeah! Oh <laughs> right, wait, wait. What's the thing about the beer mile? Oh, the beer mile. Do you shotgun a beer or just sip it? Either way, not promoting any kind of consumption of uh, excess alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then you run around a track, one lap, and then what happens? Oh yeah, then you chug another beer, then you run around again. You chug another beer, then you run around again, and then you chug another beer, and then you run around again. Four times, which is a mile. Um, are you writing this down? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing like mental notes, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Um, so, yes, it is better to have a light beer if you're doing that. Um, but yeah, what happens is like you train your um, slow fire muscles if you start running longer distances. On and they say, you know, stay on your feet. Just it's time on your feet if you're doing longer runs and you want to extend your distance. Yeah. It doesn't matter really how fast you're going. That's what they say. Just time on your feet, and so. If you can just stay up there for, like, an hour and 45 minutes, two hours, you know, you can slow down, you can speed up, take the hills nice, get that little acceleration, um, but your slow fire muscles are probably going to be a little less reactive, because you're literally building different kinds of, this is, this is all I understand, different kinds of muscles when you train long and slow, slow, you know. Yeah, because there's still, like, some of those, like, really experienced runners they like have a really good pace yes for like the marathons and the half marathon I mean the the ultra runs and stuff totally like some of them do six minute miles for 50 miles (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) but like a bit of trivia about that which I can lend you the book again um or show you it again um is that there's a bit of a stigma between the trail runners and like the road runners because of that differential in time. So like Scott Jurek, vegan, one of the first vegans to run longer distances, grew up in like Minnesota, you know, his like motto was like, sometimes you just do things. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just run across the country. (laughs) Sometimes you chug olive oil because you think that's going to be a good fuel. He did that once before. He eats tacos as he goes. That's like his, it's like his run fuel. He's like, he eats tacos. But his mile times when he's on the trails are 7.30. And Shailene Flanagan, who won the Boston Marathon, she's that, you know, that cookbooks, um, eat slow, run fast. Um, Mm -hmm. 
she runs road races and they run at like 5.30 and they're women. Fuck that sucks. But like... Just for miles themselves, like 5.30 is like, you're, you're good. You're, you're burning your zero drop soles out. Yeah. Yeah, you're burning through shoes like every month. Like if you're just doing 5.30s, it's just like... <laughs> oh, they probably have the hokas that have like three inches of fluff on the bottom. <laughs> Those are those were good. Those are good shoes. <laughs> but yeah, there's like this like stigma because they're not running as fast, but they're like we're just as legitimate athletes because we're running a hundred miles, not twenty six point two. Yeah. Mental stamina has to click in, you know. That's what they say with those. Yeah, that's that's what they talk about a lot with um. I think some like the things I've looked into, it's like at some at some point it's really just all psychology. Mm. It's really just your, I, I guess, like, you've trained yourself for your body to take it, and then now it's, like, up in your head that you're, like, you need to actually do it. Just tell it to keep going. Yeah, like, I need to run 50 miles. I mean, uh, yeah, 50 miles. Just do it. And you're like, oh, my God. Because when I think of, like, half, when I, when I thought about going to your house, mm-hmm. I was like, no, like... This is a crazy goal because there's, like, parts in, like, this run that I take, this route that I take that, you know, puts down, like, Colvin uh, Street or whatever, that I'm, like, this is just, this is just, like, I'm going to, like, at a certain point, I'm going to, like, just throw it in. Oh, yeah. And then I have to keep on going, and then I, I pass this church that I know I pass. And then I pass this middle school or whatever. And then... I, it just feeds itself. It feeds it's itself. It really does. That is that is another legal disclaimer. It's addictive. You'll like want to go on runs after a certain point. Yeah. You'll like want to get up, and then your body will. I don't know if it's if it's just me, but like some mornings, it's almost compulsive, and I have to go for like just a little baby one, just a little, just a little baby. One. Yeah. Just get yeah. in there. So. I do think what I'm going to incorporate in my runs is a a, a nice healthy warm up before. What does that consist of? Like, I'm probably just going to do a couple squats, do a couple lunges, and maybe some burpees, and then uh, be like, feel it? Yeah. Feel it? Yeah. I'm good? Okay. That's good. I'm just I'm just not going to chance it anymore. <laughs> not even going to chance. Not nope. even like a mile. Like, I'm just like, no. Make sure everything is juicy. Make sure everything is warm. Yes. Very <laughs> important. I'm like yeah. well hydrated. Yeah, so... So I actually that brings to another point. Like, what what do you actually uh, during a mo- during the run? Wait, maybe you've answered this already, but like, what do you pay attention to? Like, with like the most. I think you've asked me this question a lot too. But um, what do you pay attention to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this question. Yes. Oh man. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Oof. Sometimes, okay, so there's some runs where I kind of, because I've been running, I kind of just know that I'm just going to flow through it. And so I'm going out there not to think. I'm going out there, like, just to observe and just to, like, get from A to B and just have this one single goal. That said, um, there is a psychology to longer runs, I think. If this is what you mean by what do you think about. Um, There's also, like, aspects like line of sight. Like, where are you looking? Are you looking, like... They say, like, eight, you know, eight meters in front of you is, like, roughly the correct amount, you know, to, really? unless you're doing, like, sprints, and then you should look at the next telephone pole and, like, try to get to there, and then, like, keep going. Um, but I, some, 
for my long runs, I actively select a story or a problem or a something that's exciting to me or like will get me through the shitty stuff. And I have that in my back pocket so that when I get, because I know it's going to be shitty. I'm like, I know there's going to be a shitty part. And so I have that little anecdote where uh, I think about something like my, like my sister was getting married and I was really kind of, wasn't really sure, you know, she's, I'm moving away. She's my sister. And so I like went on this run and I was like, I'm just going to, like if it gets hard, I'm just going to like focus on like this, this kind of emotional thing and like kind of work through it, you know? Yeah. And another time I thought about this time where I was on a plane and this cute Dutch boy like held my hand and I didn't even know him. (laughs) (laughs) That works too. It was so effective. I was like a mile ten and I was like, look at that hell. Remember the Dutch boy. (laughs) I'm going to use that now. (laughs) Don't you dare. It's free. It's free. Information is free. (laughs) Yeah, you can gotta anticipate that it's just gonna it's gonna suck sometimes it's not gonna be not gonna be easy but is there any like physical like physically that you think Ah! no no I I just let it go because that's what I was first implying but I was like I was no this is good advice though Mm -hmm. this is something I didn't think about and uh, that's why I didn't stop you. So, <laughs> just keep you keep uh, because we would never hear about the Dutch boy. <laughs> now you know. Now the Dutch boy's out there. So much cocoa. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway. Oh, I know what you mean now. Okay, that clarifies everything. Actually. Oh. Yes. Yes. Fifteen yes. minutes later. <laughs> uh, I think that was a very crucial. It's like. Is there anything in particular that you are thinking that I might be thinking about? Oh, I, I don't know. Like, you haven't had knee or ankle issues. Like, you, I guess you've had lower back issues, but, like, so that means, like, where your your uh, body is, like, your torso and stuff like that, where everything's lined. Right. Lined up. But I, I, do, is, I don't know if there's anything specific that you mm. focus on or... Yeah, this is this is actually this is good, especially if you're starting to do like zero drop stuff, you know. Um, yes. So Whoa. there's this one mantra that um, that I like to keep in mind. Also, if there if you encounter like the the kind of the tough part, you know, the part that is like you know you're trying to push yourself, always focusing on, not always, but when you get to that point, you can focus on your form, you know. Again. Because it's amazing how much more efficient we are when we have, like, a decent form. Yes. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be Kelly complicated, in my opinion. It can just be, where are your knees? Are your knees facing forward? Like, are your knees pointing in the direction you want to go? And and it sounds crazy, but sometimes you can have, like, a straddly thing. Um, Often just relax. What are your arms doing? Are you clenched? Um, and so I'll kind of just notice if my hands are positioned in front of me, you know, and they're not like doing any kind of swinging craziness. Um, chest up, try to keep your chest up. It's kind of something that I'll think about. Um, something that's kind of tacit. Sorry, <laughs> bugs are like coming everywhere. So Surprised by more mosquitoes. It's like, fine. I know, right? over by the champagne. 
obvious. It's kind of tacit, so I don't know if I can describe it entirely, but I'll, some, I'll think about my foot placement, like, pretty much the whole time during the run. You know, like, where, how, what angle am I stepping at? Um, and I don't think about it like in a, like a, a propositional statement form, like, I shall now put my foot down. It's more like embodied. Yeah. You know? But like, if you did think about it like that, that's like <laughs> lots of steps. Freaking. Lots of steps. It would not be a break <laughs> from. You'd be mentally like just exhausted afterwards. Like, I'm done with this. <laughs> Heel toe. Heel toe. Uh, yes. Yes. So I guess that's that. Kind of like that. Maybe that's why it's a massage to me, is that I think about where my feet are going. Yeah, that's a good and, point. Yeah. You know, place them in ways that do not kill my ankles and stuff like that. Yeah, that's very important, <laughs> as I know now. No. Yeah. I think one thing that I... um. That you didn't mention that I I, I uh, listen to a lot is um is my breathing rhythm. Um, I learned from like my brother like way back about like a certain rhythm that you can kind of keep to um, because like uh, your body's gonna like freak out if you start <laughs> like going like this. So you want a, like a rhythm that you um, are giving your body enough oxygen in this like really tough time, but not allowing it to freak out. And um, I guess that's the psychology part. But I keep like a, like that type of like rhythm. You know, sometimes it messes, like I, I lose it a little bit. Like there's something that distracts me or or I'm, you know, going up a steeper hill or whatever. But I, I try to come back to a rhythm and that's something I could focus on and like ignore that I'm like now running like 10 miles. And like what am I doing versus like. I have, like, something to center myself back mm. on. Yes. Oh, that's great. Uh, so interesting. So when you're doing that, uh, can you feel your body, like, relax? Especially if you're doing a hill. So, like, I think during hills, that's, like, especially pertinent. Because there's, like, no oxygen. There's less oxygen. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it does, like, kind of a... Causes, like, kind of, like, a meditative state almost. Where you're you're still like paid attention to like a lot of stuff. Where in meditation you would want to like forget about everything, but this is somewhat bringing me down to a core where I can focus on this one thing, hold on to it, mm-hmm. and like use it as a like an anchor to bring me back to um, myself, rather than like getting in my head and like like how many more miles do I have to go? Versus like let's think about the next you know, step. Let's, like, you know, make sure the body's, like, getting enough oxygen and stuff like that. Um, and, like, it helps that it's a rhythm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, humans, like, like a, like a mm, good rhythm and like stuff like that. Like a mantra, almost, but, like, a breathing mantra yeah. of sorts. Yeah. yeah. So that's something I, I, I try to, like, focus on a lot. Um, a lot, along, like, making sure my right foot's not, like, doing, like, a weird, like... Switchy, out to the right thing. Out to the right thing, yeah. Yeah, duck. Oh, um, duck. Keeping my, 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 my chest up straight. But, you know, other, other things... Feeling so, like, your jugular, you know. Am I still alive? Yeah, I <laughs> Actually, Arthur, um, he, he sent me a Facebook message. Still alive, question mark? And then I didn't respond. Maybe for, like, half an hour. They didn't text. He's like... That was an improper way, probably, to say hello. <laughs> How are you, Sarah? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh, Arthur. Oh, Arthur. I miss you. Yeah. Crazy man. Yeah. Um, 
No, this gets maybe this gets a little bit trippy, but um, I, one thing that I've just played with connecting it, the breathing thing back to grad school is sometimes I will notice more frequently when I'm running that I'll have some negative thoughts or like some dis disconcerting thoughts or like this is so long, I can't do it. I can go back. I could just go back now. Why well, just turn around? Sir, you deserve it. You should just turn around. Just go back. It's fine. Constant wheedling, it's wheedling. It's just telling me what to do and it's telling me that I need a rest. I'm not gonna be able to do my work when I get back, so you better turn around. Mm. And so sometimes I have to just like practice this interesting metacognition thingy where I see myself thinking or the, the thought I think of it like a little like a little ant biting at the edge of a pie. Hum yum yum. <laughs> and <laughs> say choo go. I so I just what, what does it sound like again? <laughs> so I like the I want to eat the pie. I want to go the ten miles. So I I practice even when I'm working sometimes it's like there's a granola bar, Sarah, maybe you should take a break. Maybe you should blah. And I'm sad sort of to report that it's easier to like get rid of the negative when I'm running than it is like when I'm working sometimes. Cause that siren's call can be so like you've worked long enough today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I just think of it as like a practice for identifying some potential temptations to like unfocus from, from grad work or from even other things you want you're working on and you want to remain working on you know yeah. um, that's just for me because I sometimes have trouble like staying with a thing especially if there's no deadlines because I'm writing a proposal right now so it's like how else do I keep myself accountable than to set a long distance goal <laughs> well, I think we can go on for a really long time talking just about running, but I'm going to kind of like wrap it up with this last question that kind of brings to a, a kind of a, a focus of this thing. But um, what, how do you kind of describe or connect, if you connect at all, how running's like grad school? Ooh, like a metaphor. I guess so, yeah. How is running like grad school? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Running is like grad school because, ooh, that is tricky. Well, I would probably say part of it is the marathon, especially. We were in Barry Park, I don't think we mentioned that. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that. There's a lot of people around us. <laughs> At a good six feet distance. Yes. We are staying six feet away and everyone else is. Sort of. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's not airborne. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. It's fine. Um, but yes, actually, I will tell an anecdote to, to answer this and uh, this, this, this. Once upon a time, I was my first year of my PhD. And I was so used to being a master's student that I would stay at the lab super late. I would like sweat my little sweaty card and be dark and I'd get my Chipotle and I'd sit down and be like, I'm gonna write this paper or like work on my whatever. And 
there was uh, the lab that I was working in, and then there was a lab next to it. And the lab next to it was this, um, this, this lovely person who was a senior graduate student, and he would hear me working, and he would probably hear me chomping on my Chipotle, and <laughs> we'd like see each other in the hall really late at night. And um, he said, you know, oh, I see you here so late. He said, don't burn out. Like, the PhD is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And it's one of those things that you have to be aware of your stamina throughout, like, your whole kind of journey. Um, or not your journey, but, like, there. If sometimes on a longer run, it feels like your destination is... You can't. You know it's going to be 16 miles. But what would that look like? What will I be like in mile 14? I can't anticipate that entirely unless I've because I've never done it before. If I'm trying something new, I might literally shit the bed. I might run into a deer. I don't know. Something terrible might happen. Oh, so <laughs> hopefully no deers. But <laughs> so if they run into you. You run into them. It's terrible. Um, yeah, so I just reflecting like in this moment on like that thing that my senior like um, PhD student said about it being a marathon is that like you have to have a tiny bit of faith, like you can do it, but also be aware of your stamina and that you gotta have enough energy to last you through the whole thing. So take care of your shit at mile six. Take care of yourself. Eat that goo, you know. I don't know. <laughs> theme <laughs> eat that goo <laughs> we're gonna be brand ambassadors for goo yeah. hear that goo hear it hi salted watermelon is good the pizza is like so so <laughs> you should try it you Italian oh I'll buy you some the pizza goo it's margarita salted pizza oh, why do you look like that I uh, that just sounds so strange. What are your eyebrows doing? That's like, that's like two different like uh, um, like Italian and Mexican like merging together and this <laughs> salty. It has no, there's no pesto. Sorry. I try it. Just, just yeah. I complain, but I'll try it. Yeah. But what? What? Yeah. What do you? What do you? I mean, you're right about this, I guess. But I am curious. And I will read it, I promise. Um, but sure. what is... <laughs> if I could throw a potting cone at you, I would. Um, yeah, like, how do you... Do you do you make any parallels between running and um, a graduate program of, like, four years or more? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, I've, like, always... I feel like I've always kind of taken this approach about, like, academia because it's, like... I don't know, like, for me, like, I started off with, uh, like, community college, and it was, like, five years, and, like, that was, like, a long, like, like, that was, like, a PhD, like, amount of time, and then, like, bachelor's, and, the like, every time I, like, think back on it, it, like, kind of gives me a headache, <laughs> but, like, I got through it because I kind of just took it, like, every day, just one thing at a time, and mm. tried not to lose myself a little bit. Mm. And, uh, like you said, it's like in strides, like, you know, don't burn out. I, like, I'm surprised I didn't burn out because mm. I met a lot of people that, like, took those gap years and stuff. Like, you know, no offense to, like, the gap years, that's fine for whoever. But, um, uh, a lot of people, like, needed time because they, like, 
really pedal to the metal and got yeah. through it. So, and then, like, grad school, like, I kind of, like, felt like, yeah, this is definitely a need to, because, like, no one's going to tell you what your, your milestones are, what, what, what do you need to do, you know, some people might, but uh, it's really you kind of just self-motivating yourself, and just like a marathon, you, like, self-motivate yourself, because no one's telling, no one's telling you to do this. And there's a lot of voices and muscles that are saying, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. That's not always true, but for the most part. Yeah. Well, you're talking about your voice, right? That was like, no, go back, you know, you yeah. have to, you can't do <laughs> The spectators just yelling no. <laughs> that no. would be. No. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think grad school is definitely a marathon. Yeah. It's, uh, it takes a lot. And, uh, but that a lot is like spread over five years <laughs> five to six years <laughs> yes, yes. cross your knock on wood <laughs> please knocking all the um, yes. yes and you have to really enjoy it too like if you just don't like running you shouldn't do running <laughs> that's so real that's actually really important yeah yes yeah don't force yourself to run take breaks if you need to I did Zumba for like a solid six months and did not run very much yeah because I just needed to like stop you know that's such a good point and it's not to say stop quit grad school but like ease off or yeah like whatever you, you know do. like if you and, and and i guess this gets more into the tech technical of like if you have to get into a field that you really are passionate about and stuff that will feel that'll be the goo mm, that will be, the- be the goo that <laughs> kind of gets to keep it going <laughs> margarita pizza yeah. margarita pizza so confusing though. um <laughs> but uh yeah and it's just like something that you want to do and you you can't finish it in a year. You can't finish it in two years. Like, you got to you gotta just keep on moving each day. You know, you do a little bit. Some days you do nothing. Some days you have to pull, like, sit out or run. Because you're just, like, if you're not injury, you're just tired. You just got to eat margarita. Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> yes. And some days you're you're going like you're doing that twelve, you're doing that thirteen, you're you're hitting the your PRs, and you're really pushing. At the end of the day, you like sleep good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so you know you you have to kind of take it, and you know some days will be really good, some days will be blah. Yes. So. And sometimes you'll even forget why you decided to go for this run. <laughs> you forget <laughs> why. <laughs> Stupid. There's so much pain. Oh. And then you gotta remember, you gotta come back to the love. You gotta remember the love. Just to be honest with you, it is, especially during this COVID time, like it is hard to remember the why. Like you were saying, like you gotta take it, you gotta do the stridey thing. And like Scott Jerk would say, sometimes you just do things. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you just can't describe it like like there's been so many people that come up to you, come up to me, and like, I tell them what I do, and like, why do you do that? Oh my god, really? Yeah. You make it just... sound extremely sexy, though. You're like, I use a flamethrower every day. Yeah. <laughs> Arc welder. Whatever. Scorch earth, like yeah. Scorch um, earth. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you have to you have to remind yourself what you do and like enjoy it and like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because. It's, this is gonna be just people like if you can let if you let the people tell you that they're like why do you do that like it sounds like horrible and so five years like why would you ever yeah 
what are you getting out of that, right? Do they right. pay more? No, so, not usually. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <gasps> any, any last thing that you want to kind of leave? Oh. Leave this time? I would like you to give me a medal and a goo when I defend my dissertation. Please. <laughs> I am writing that down. Yay! I want it to be a margarita goo. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a gold. It can be an edible medal. It can be like a nice chocolate medal. It can be like a... Congratulations, Sarah. You made it, you marathoner. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That can be done. Can I give you one, too? If I, for some reason, still... If you're still around, yeah, you're probably long gone, like in Wisconsin or something. Yeah. But yes, if you're still around, I would appreciate the medal. But not the goo. If you have the goo, I'll I'll be like, fuck it. The Gatorade. You just like pour it on yourself. Oh, God. I walk out and you're like... I'm like, ah! I don't even know if I'm proficient yet. I'm not done, sir. No, these. <laughs> just take your break. I'm just taking your break. I need you to stay hydrated. <laughs> Grab one for the horns. Oh, God. All right. Well, sir, thank you so much for taking this time. I really appreciate it. Um, I learned a lot. You know, there's some things that we haven't even talked about that you mentioned. Oh. And I was like, yes, that's good advice. Thank and, you. um,. I will try to convey this in this uh, blog that I'm going to do. Maybe we'll just, like, submit this, like, audio. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you. Like, I think it's going to be really helpful for, you know, incoming grad students and, and people to get a perspective, like, what we go through and how to kind of maintain your sanity. Indeed. <laughs> you know, namaste. Kind of keep it. Very namaste. Yeah. Forward fold, half moon. This has been awesome. I love talking about running because I love running. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. And um, let's do it again sometime. Let's do it again sometime. Let's go for a run. <laughs> <laughs>